0: Good morning, everyone. I want to wish you a happy new year this morning. Now, that might seem like kind of a strange thing to do, but we're coming up to Lent on Wednesday, hard to believe Ash Wednesday, and we begin the Lenten season. And we might think of this Lenten season as another new year, a spiritual new year, an opportunity for us to use all the tools we have available to us to get in better spiritual health. So I want to encourage you to think about that as an opportunity as it comes up for us in this next week. Well, before Mass this morning, Father Stephen and I were talking about what we were going to give up for Lent. And I said, I think I'm going to have to give up red wine for Lent. That's probably what I'm going to do. And I said, I assume you're giving up ice cream. And he looked at me and said, No, no, not ice cream. Brussels sprouts. He's giving up Brussels sprouts for Lent. So, anyway. <laughs> well, I'd like to offer some reflections on this season that's coming up, this Lenten season. And I think we have to begin by talking about tuna. And not just tuna, but something uh, that some of us may know as tuna goop or tuna glop. And tuna goop is uh, basically uh, some kind of noodle product, um, canned tuna, um, those little rubbery mushrooms that come out of the can, uh, those canned peas, and then some kind of cream soup. And you mix that all together, and you put it in the oven, and you bake it. And it comes out, and it comes out in kind of this congealed mass. Tuna goop. Well, when I was in Catholic school, uh, tuna goop was a regular feature on Fridays, in particular during Lent. And so, you know, you'd come through the line with your little plastic tray, and there would be the lunch lady with her hair hairnet and her gloves on, and kind of a little smirk on her face, I think. And she'd grab that big spoon of tuna goop and just plop it on your tray. And for me, tuna goop was kind of a shaming experience. I did not ever like tuna. I'm not crazy about those rubber mushrooms that come in the can. And so I spent a lot of time dissecting my tuna goop and, um, and ended up getting spoken to, not only by teachers, but also by my parents at home when we would have this. And so for me, tuna goop is kind of like my shame on a plate, if you will, um, a lot of shame back in that time for not eating what was put on my plate. It's an interesting metaphor this morning, the idea of tuna goop or whatever it is that might be shameful in your life, because the evil one wants to use that. He wants me to believe that I'm tuna goop. And during this Lenten season, as we are moving closer to the Lord with all of our Lenten practices, of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, the evil one is out there looking to kind of knock us off our path, to tell us that we are nothing more than the sum of our shame in our lives. The evil one also likes to have us hide out. How many of us have had the experience of falling into a pattern of sin and maybe we're feeling very bad about ourselves, the shame starts to work up in us? And we avoid that confessional. We stay away from it. We hide from God during those times. And that, of course, is the evil one working in our hearts. My wife and I were talking the other day as I was preparing the homily, and she was reminding me of a beautiful story several years ago. She was in Uganda with a mission trip. and. Uh, they were out one evening, and they were having a Bible study. And these young boys were, uh, were doing the Bible study, and the young man who was conducting it was reading the Scriptures and kind of sharing some thoughts with his, his brothers. And he said, you know, why do we hide from God? God already knows what we did. There's no secret from God. And my wife remembered that as a very important and poignant moment of memory that God is always looking for us. We can't really hide out from him. He knows what we've done. When our scriptures this morning, we hear that we're called to be holy as God is holy. And how do we do this? We do this by loving radically the way Jesus did. We take the love that he pours into our hearts, And we receive that love, and we let it touch every part of our being, and then we pour that love out to others that we meet every day. And as we hear in our scriptures, even to our enemies and to strangers, we are holy as the Lord is holy. We'll have this chair here this morning to talk about the second aspect of this Lenten journey for us. I want to talk about showing up, all right? How many of you have ever been to a funeral or a wedding, and you get there, and you see somebody you haven't seen for years and years and years, maybe a long-distant cousin, somebody like that? And what do you do? You say, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you, and you give them a hug and maybe a kiss, and I've missed you so much, and isn't this great? And isn't it too bad that we only see each other at weddings and funerals? We should get together. Have you ever done this? We should get together, right? I'm going to call you. I'm going to email you. I'm going to text you. And it almost never happens. Our intentions are good. We were happy to see that person. But we get busy and we get distracted. And so we don't make that connection. And the longer we wait, the less likely it is that we're going to connect with that person. Well, sometimes our relationship with God can be like that long-lost relative. You know, we really intend to have these good prayer habits, we intend to spend time with God, but we don't always do that. I've got this chair out here. It's kind of an image of our relationship with God. So if you think of this chair as that relationship we have with God, And imagine how many times during the day we walk past that chair without sitting down. And God is waiting for us, just like this chair is. He's waiting for us all day long to come and spend that time with Him. And sometimes we just don't do it. But then we find that time and we get together with God. And that relationship is sort of like this chair for me. This chair is holding me. This chair is comfortable. I feel safe and secure. And that's like our relationship with God. He's always waiting for us. He's always longing for us to come and spend that time with Him. We hear in our gospel today that we are temples of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells within us. Think about that. The day that we were baptized, the Holy Spirit came and dwelt within our hearts. We are hardwired with everything we need to have this relationship. And so if it's helpful for you to think of it this way, think about this relationship like this chair, our relationship with God. We want to stay in the chair— as much as we can during this Lenten season. We want to spend this time with our loving God, who wants to spend time with us. I want to challenge you, and myself as well, this Lenten season, to make appointments with the Lord. We all have those iPhones, right, with the calendars on them, or some of us are still using paper calendars or planners. It doesn't really matter. Make an appointment every day for the next six weeks with God in prayer. Even if it's only 10 minutes that you can spend, spend that 10 minutes with God. Get in the chair and spend that time with the Lord. So showing up, dealing with our shame, and finally saying yes. We hear those words, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. That's a pretty tall order. And some of that comes from us being willing to say yes to God. Jesus said yes to the Father's plan. Mary said yes to the Father's plan. The disciples said yes. The saints have said yes. And you and I can say yes too. I'll share a real quick story with you. It was a few months ago now that I was at the cathedral, assisting with confirmation. Some of our kids were confirmed that day. And two things happened that powerfully impacted my life. Bishop Williams was there as the celebrant. And at one point during the confirmation, I was asked to hold his crozier, the staff that he carries. And I'm standing there holding that crozier while he's praying a prayer, a prayer of blessing over these young people, and I'm thinking about his yes. His yes to the priesthood, and then his yes to being a bishop when he got that call. And it was very powerful. Later in that same mass, another deacon and I who were assisting, we were standing at the altar when we were waiting as the priest distributed Holy Communion. And I'm standing there in my vestments. And all of a sudden, this shame kind of came to me. And I said to the Lord, God, why am I standing here? I know there are people holier than I am. Why am I standing at this altar? And do you know what he said? He said, because you said yes. Yes. He said, yes, there are people who are holier than you are, but you said yes. The power of yes is so important in our lives of faith. So this morning, my brothers and sisters, as we continue in this Eucharist and as we receive from the table of the Lord, let us remember three things. We are more than our shame. Satan is going to use every bit of that to try to get us this Lent And let's not let Him do it. Let's plan to show up this Lent and spend that time with our Lord who is waiting for us to spend time with Him. And finally, let's say yes to God as many times as we can during this Lenten season, knowing that He will use us for good. Amen.